Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not quite a baker's dozen yet, but I am ready to call it a baker's dozen the minute it becomes applicable. This is episode number 12 of the Cameron Lazies, joined as usual by Ariana Ely Mm -hmm. and Aaron Kierschkenfeld. (laughs) My name is Shane Ryan, and we are back after a hiatus. Uh, Duke luckily played their games, or didn't play their games, took their own break while Mm -hmm. I was on break. I was in Australia trying to stalk um, Jack White's family. It was pretty good. Um, to make friends? I don't know if we call them friends. There's a restraining order now. Wow. Um, they call it a, come here, mate, <laughs> order in Australia. Um, that's the official term. But yeah, so I was there. You guys were here. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a Virginia Tech game we haven't talked about. Yeah. It's far in the past at this point. But more importantly, we have a Wofford game coming up tomorrow, a team that just beat a team I'm very worried about, the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, what's up, guys? Good to see and hear you again. And uh, tell me what's new. Uh, nothing's new. We haven't played any basketball, really. So uh, we should uh, we should probably get on with it. I, th- I think that's fair. I was just talking with friends the other day about like how long it's been since there's been a Duke basketball game. <laughs> and like all of us, I think, had that existential crisis moment of like, who who are we when we're not Duke fans and we're not talking about how we are as a team? Um, but it's just so weird how as the season goes, you just get so used to like this being a fixture in your week. And like even though this podcast just started, like sitting down with you two and talking about things has very had very much become a fixture and like going a week without doing that weirdly feels like it's been like forever now oh, so yeah. mm-hmm. very glad to be back well it actually i mean it, it really i was going through my the notes that i wrote during the virginia tech game and i could not remember anything uh that had happened um but that was what? Not even that was the the seventh, maybe eleven yeah, days that, ago. That was the sixth, sixth? and it was okay. this just reminded me. And wow, um, I turned thirty since oh, our last yes. podcast. Happy birthday! Oh, that's right. Um, yes. The Virginia Tech game was the night before my thirtieth birthday, okay. and I ran a half marathon the morning of my birthday, and oh. so I half paid attention to the Virginia Tech game because. My mind was focused on birthday festivities. That's awesome. Then you successfully completed. I did indeed. The thirteen point one miles. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. done. Um, I do my memory of the Virginia Tech game. It was the second game this year where I was in an airplane while it was happening and had to text you both. Yes. Immediately afterward, to find out what happened. Um, the last time was the Stephen F. Austin game. Oh, so I was, was very sad. worried. But this time in LA, you told me they had indeed won the game. Yes. So yeah. So Duke's one to know in the ACC. Um, we're kind of picking up where we left off. Uh, I think we were all feeling pretty good uh, as things had kind of gone Even back out. on the upswing mm-hmm. after Stephen F. Austin. And in the meantime, it's been fucking carnage all over college basketball. Yes. Um, it's tragedy of the commons. Uh, that's, I'm sure that's, I used that. Nope. <laughs> use, the use. improper use of that term. <laughs> I, I heard it used in um, climate change today. And so I was like, I'm going to break that out. I don't know what it means, but we're going to use I'm it. Absolutely. Well, gonna use you it. know what this is? This is a true prisoner's dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Have you ever seen the show billions? I've not seen that. There's a good scene where um, a lawyer's like, um, to Paul Giamatti's character, he's like, I like to call this the prisoner's dilemma. And he's like, no, you don't. That's what it's called. You don't like to call it anything. Uh, Which I enjoyed. So yeah, we've got a prisoner's dilemma on our hands. Do we go to prison or not? That's that's the classic. That is is the tragedy of the commons. (laughs) 
Um, speaking of commons, we've got some common teams out there, like Louisville, who seem to be aristocrats before they lost by 13 to Texas yeah. Tech. <laughs> uh, and who else has lost? Kansas is number one right now. Mm-hmm. I seem to recall earlier yeah. we may have played them. We did. What, we happened, what happened them. in that game? Did we win? We, we won. We, we did. Won that game. We did. It was a good showing by our guys. Gonzaga plays uh, North Carolina yeah, tonight. North Carolina yeah. has a very difficult stretch, and they're on a like losing streak at the moment. So they have a rough patch, and Cole Anthony's out for what four to six weeks with his meniscus tear. So things aren't looking good for the Tar Heels at the moment. Can I give you an extreme hot take? Go for it. Okay, first of all, this is a cold take. <laughs> You when just you said s- it was extremely hot. The is next one, the work? next one is hot. But okay. sometimes, don't you have you ever? Right? Um, it's so, it's hot, so it, hot that yeah, it's, it's actually cold. cold. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so cold that it's actually hot, like dry ice. Yeah, ah. it burns you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, here's my cold take that might actually be a dry ice take. Um, you're, when your only offensive player is some chucker who shoots 36 percent from the field, that's not a good strategy, and you're going to suck. Okay, that's the cold take. That's obvious. Hot take, which may not even be that hot. Um, it may be lukewarm, is that having Cole Anthony out for a little while is good for this team because they need to find like some identity outside yes. of the dude who shoots 36% and just bombs from everywhere. He's not that good. I'm going to say it. He'll play in the pros. I'm sure he'll be fine. But like that style of game is just outrageous. He's like Steph Curry if he didn't score as much. Like he, I don't, just don't think he's like 36%. I mean, that's the tail of the tape right now. You're not no. even playing your toughest competition yet. So I think it's going to be good. I think probably UNC will benefit from this. Um, to kind of like discover their identity. And then hopefully when Cole Anthony comes back um, from an injury, that's a uh, fucking devil. Like yeah. that, that could end up being longer than four to six weeks or kind of nag him throughout the year. But yeah, I think they will be like better for it um, because boy, they look like terrible now. Yeah. And they, they really do need some guys to step up um, and like figure out how to contribute to their offense so that they have options of any kind, literally any kind. So, yeah, um, they lost to Walford, who at some point lost four games in a row to William and Mary, Butler, Missouri and South Florida. And now we're on a crazy winning streak where they've those been, are not bad teams. No, no, no they're all uh, they're not all. Fine. Well, they're not all. Fine. They're William a and Mary, handful of good ones yeah. in there. Yeah. And they were road games. Their, their home <laughs> loss to William and Mary is not great. Yeah. But, um, well, but they got that's two opponents. You have to play William and Mary. That's mm, true. That is double double teamed there. Right. Yeah, I they will took over England. They did. They managed mm-hmm. to do that. So, yeah, so they're not bad. I, wouldn't, yeah. I will say, though, I didn't know that Wofford has a better record against UNC than Clemson does. Wofford is 2-1 and one against UNC, and Clemson is like 0-52 oh, like or something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> It's only when they play in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Yeah, there, well, there is a stat. Somebody said, I can't remember what year it started in, but basically Wofford is the only team to have beaten UNC at home twice mm-hmm. in like a certain X number, number of years, years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how seriously to take them. We should be like, uh, we need I to take them very seriously. I agree with that. In addition to like the fact that they're like the pers- like amount of threes that they take and the amount that go in for them. Yeah. They're shooting 39% um, as a team. That's yeah. Very good. And like, it's just a barrage of three point shots. 
Um, but also in regards to, I think one of the things that our team suffers from is taking like lesser named opponents, not seriously, and then getting our assets handed to us or limping to the finish line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think in this case, we can't sleep on these opponents and we have to like actually be like, we have to show up for Wofford like we showed up for Michigan state or Kansas, um, and just really be tough and like come out playing our a game as opposed to playing down to whatever level we think Wofford's going to give us. All right, so I did some math here. Do it. Uh-oh. You guys ready? I think so, so there were three games uh, that we played this season. You've One, lost yeah, I'm sorry. Only three? <laughs> no. We played far more than three, Aaron. Your math is already off. Am I, am I being discredited? <laughs> yes. <laughs> my, my mathematical records? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Three games in which we, we struggled. Uh, Northwest Missouri State, mm-hmm. Colorado State, and Winthrop. Colorado State ended up, we, we won by a sizable margin. The things that those games have in common uh, is that those are the three times we played teams that shot more than 23 pointers. Mm. Do we know okay. how many Wofford shot against UNC? Uh, it was upwards of four. It was 40. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. They yeah. average 29 three pointers a game. So the only time that we have faced teams that have shot that volume of three point shots. We really did struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just so you're keeping track at home, the final margin in the Colorado State game was 34 points. So <laughs> yeah, we won by a little bit. Teeny <laughs> <laughs> tiny bit, a little teeny tiny bit. Okay, but 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 Colorado State shot 18 percent from three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in if, that they game. Made, if they had made if they had made even a handful of more now, of those, we would have been now. Could have been a 25 point game. <laughs> Winthrop shot 58.3 percent. Yeah. From three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that game. Uh, coming on the heels of the Stephen F. Austin game Whoop. was a little bit hard to watch. Mm-hmm. So was there absolutely. can attest absolutely. to that being difficult. Yes. So yes. I think uh, you know after having uh, ground the tape, dug into the numbers, yeah. mm-hmm. I see this as a potential problem. Also, their player uh, who who excelled was named Storm. Storm Murphy. Storm yeah. Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Love that. That name. kid comes into Cameron. I mean, come it's on. He's he's having a day. Mm-hmm. How about this? When's the last time a team beat Duke and UNC non-conference Ooh. and their home stadiums in the same year? I don't have the answer. <laughs> I absolutely don't. But I can't think it has uh, been yeah. in the last like century. I don't yeah. know. I'm sure an ACC team did it recently. No, I said, said non-conference, non-conference. Well, I wasn't listening. Well, <laughs> Shane was speaking, so you just yeah. Tuned so I just out. tuned him out, and I went I went on to the next one. So all right, yeah. Storm Murphy shoots yeah. lights out. He shoots fifty four point five percent from three, ninety three percent foul mm-hmm. shooter. He's unconscious, as the kids say. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got let's see. Yeah, I mean, ice in those veins. Yeah, they've got and they look. They have one, two, three. They have seven guys who average at least seven points a game. Obviously very deep. I'm not looking at their um, roster right now. Let's see. Let me pull it up. I'm sure they're full of upperclassmen. Yeah, it's, it's like a tough team, right? Yeah. Um, Storm Murphy's a junior. He's from Wisconsin. We hate that state here. Uh, yeah, it, like it could be tough. I do think it's probably good for Duke that they just beat UNC. I think the chances of taking them lightly now are pretty slim. Yeah. Like if UNC had beat them by 30, we might be thinking, all right, these guys have, have nothing. But um, to Aaron's point, I welcome the opportunity to play a team – that loves to shoot threes because I think, like you said, our defense does not look good. Even in that Colorado State game, there were open shots that just weren't going down. Yep. Uh, and then in other games, like teams had a ton of open shots, and mm-hmm. we weren't didn't seem to 
defend the three well, mm -hmm. which is interesting because we have good perimeter defenders and one great perimeter defender, but that doesn't necessarily translate to like shutting, shutting down, down the three, keeping teams from having open looks. Anyway. Yeah. My thought. Um, okay. So we've got Wofford. We kind of don't know what to expect of them except what we saw from UNC. Mm -hmm. I will say I was encouraged to see Roy Williams actually called timeouts down the stretch. Cause like UNC had that within a handful of points and like they potentially could have um, at least tied things up. And like, as opposed to not using timeouts, Roy chose to use timeouts and I would just like to commend him for that. Well, but don't, don't tell him, <laughs> I know, but I mean, it didn't work out for him. So he's probably not going to do it in future, but I would at I least was just going like to say, they lost. So is this the last time we ever see? Like, he's not even going to take normal timeouts. He's like, I listened yeah. to you all. I called some timeouts. It didn't work. It's like uh, the Jeremy Corbyn situation in the UK. Oh, it's exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, like someone, they tried the far left. They got their asses kicked. And it's like depressing because it'll never happen again. Yep. That's Roy Williams. Yep. Like, people have been fighting. The timeouts have been on the margins for years. They finally got the shot. They lost. They're done. No more. We're going back to centrist, no timeout, None. neoliberal bullshit. Corbyn-esque. Corbin-esque. Um, all right, so here's an idea. Yeah. Want to go through the Duke roster and just kind of like talk a little bit about our guys, our sure. boys. Our boys. Our boys. <laughs> um, Ariadne and I do great Coach K impressions, uh, which we really shouldn't bring out. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> we could leave those for <laughs> off air. But yeah, I mean, I, I think we can just talk about the players yeah. and, and a little bit and just go through like uh, a little bit how they've been, what we expect, uh, and things like that. Um, you and I did grades maybe like three mm -hmm. weeks ago. I don't know if we need to do that, but we can kind of... Uh, See how they're coming along and chat about it. Give a little, how about a little thumbs up, thumbs down scale? Sure, I like it. All right, Aaron, you pick the first player. You can pick anyone you want. I can pick anyone I want? Yeah. Uh, all right, fine. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going with it. Ooh. I'm going with Wendell Moore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give him a thumbs up. Okay. Because of his performance against Virginia Tech. Uh, he was he was a real bright spot in that game. He turned the ball over zero times. Wow. Uh, Which is big for him. Yeah. He, like, that's sure. huge for him. Yeah. I think he scored, what, 12, 12? something like that? Yeah. Uh, uh, he made some big shots uh, down the stretch, uh, and he had to play a lot because we were playing a small lineup in that game. And he really did excel. Uh, so I, I saw the promise there. I think uh, that there's uh, uh, more good ahead. More good? He, more, yeah, more I'm, good? I'm hearing it now. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so I think taking taking what has been um, perhaps a, a little bit of a disappointing start to the season, I think he's turning it around. Uh, we've had 13 days since the last game. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll have so something long. like seven or eight days between mm -hmm. uh, the next couple of games, get him some more practice time. Uh, uh, got some positive memories to work on. I think he he's going to come out well for the rest of the season. God, so depressed. Enough with the no games stuff. I right? know. Let, I mean, I'm glad we had we had a pretty full. No, I like it. It's giving them time to practice now that they've had uh, grist in the mill. Um, yeah, but you know, Duke teams peak in December. <laughs> Typically, not always. But a lot of them tend to be like world beaters in December teams. and then other teams catch up. I don't yeah. want other teams to have this time to practice. That's my take. The other teams are playing games and they're losing them. Mm, fair. We didn't play That's a game true. and we went yeah. from number seven to number four. That's yeah. true. We that's should be my... number one. Am well, I see, this, this way, if we just don't play for the rest of the season, yeah. then we'll definitely finish number one. I like it. All right, uh, Ariana, what about Wendell? 
So for me, I think I give him like a thumbs middle, so neutral. Yeah. I, I think I do that because... That was not an option at the beginning. No, so no, I'm into it, though. I'm into the neutral thumb. As, as the hyper minority on this podcast both of being a woman and being biracial i'm um, gonna i'm I, gonna I, just I an irish catholic male <laughs> that you're talking to right now can you um step it back i will i will dial that Jew, jews were not always white in this country i'll have you know i mean fair but are when you have a, jews historically ever faced when have they ever <laughs> faced discrimination oops uh all right yeah all right so i on so i give Wendell, yeah. a thumbs middle, and I'm deciding that that is an option because I can. Um, yeah. I do that because I think we keep seeing these looks of promise from him in different games, and it's very streaky because he'll have a game where he contributes well. You can see his thought process kind of clicking on the court, and then he'll have a game where he totally 180s that. And so I would like to see him string together some games where we see the promise in him showing as opposed to it being kind of ping-ponging back and forth. And so I kind of feel in that middle ground that I felt after he's had other good games where I'm like, I want to see him continue in this trajectory because I think he contributed a lot to this team in almost a Justice Winslow sort of way where I see the potential there. But he just has so much more that he can do. And so I hope that in the games that we have kind of rounding out 2019, I can see him reach a point where I can give him that full thumbs up. All right. Um, I'm going to also do the neutral thumb on on Wendell Moore. Nailed it. Just because I think it'll irritate Aaron. Um, Real quick, Trump just got impeached. um, There's that. Uh, This live political commentary from the Cameron Lazies. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give Wendell Moore a uh, neutral thumb, um, which sounds like a heinous sex act. It does. Yeah, uh, rephrase that. <laughs> the neutral thumb. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't hashtag neutral thumb. God, yeah, no. At Wendell Moore. <laughs> don't. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with Darian. And like, again, the Virginia Tech game is one I had to watch later, um, but I did think he was good at that. And I, I just think it's noteworthy to say like, all right, that game, Cassius Stanley came back and I think probably was always going to play just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But Wendell Moore ended up getting the third most minutes of any anyone on the team, even though he didn't start. Um, despite the shit he goes through, it's like the opposite of many freshmen we see where we're like, hey, that guy played for seven minutes and was really good. Why isn't he getting more PT? And you're like, oh, it must be something in, in like practice yep. that Coach K is not liking. Wendell Moore, we get frustrated with him and then every game he's starting and getting like 25 minutes. Yep. So obviously, obviously, Coach, yeah, Coach K sees something in him that he's not quite translating into mm-hmm. games yet. But we know his athleticism. Mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to give him a thumbs down, um, even though I, I think he has been disappointing, especially the thing that worries me in high leverage, high pressure situations yeah. sometimes. Uh, and again, the Virginia Tech game deviated from that. But so certainly not going to give him a thumbs up yet. But I, I'm. Uh, like uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator, sort of wavering, ready to pronounce. Uh, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, Ariana, you want to pick our second um, fellow? Let's talk about Matt Hurt. Ah. Um, talk to me about his Virginia Tech performance because, again, didn't focus on it. 16 minutes. What, what happened there? So, oh, man, is it bad that I'm like, oh. I'm having a hard time remembering? Cause Do you know why you're having a hard time ago? remembering? Because he, he was invisible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's another one where, and I really 
I don't want to sound like I'm just like repeating myself and saying the same thing, but there, like, I see so much promise there. And then sometimes we like see that really come to the like foreground. And then other times he either has really quiet games and doesn't do much, or he doesn't have a lot of playing time. Um, and so he's, and I, I think this kind of just like speaks to how this team is right now, where we're a little bit confusing. Um, and like when he, I think his confidence and his best games are where he's had the ability to like have a little bit of like post presence and like kind of regain the comfort that he's had in the position that he played in like high school. And like, that's the position where on the court, like you can see like, oh yeah, the pieces for you click here because this is where you're used to playing. And when we give him opportunities to do that, like you really see Matt hurt shine. And like, those would be the instances where I would give him a thumbs up. And it's in those instances where either the defense pushes him out of that area or the other pieces for us are clicking. So we don't need him in that area. And we really need him to like pop threes that he isn't always clicking there. Sometimes he is. And it's like, yeah, when this kid can just like chuck up a shot, like it actually looks really good. His forms really good. His release is yeah. really quick. Yeah. Um, and it's like, the progress is there, the pieces are there, but the execution isn't always. Agree with that, Aaron. Give me your give me your hurt take. I'm let me I'm finalizing some thoughts on mine. I see. Uh, well, I think his shooting has been clutch, uh, which is good. Mm -hmm. uh, he is reasonably careful with the ball. Mm -hmm. I agree that he does tend to to do better when he's in a more comfortable position, as we all do. Uh, so yeah, he's a obviously a positive asset for our team. Uh, maybe the team's third best player, mm. maybe the fourth best player. Yeah, what Trey Cassius Matt or Trey Trey Carey Ca Cassius, Cassius Matt. Matt? Yeah, we'll see. Um, so I'm gonna go with uh, middling thumbs up on Fair. Matthew Hurt. Uh, I think so. I'm looking. Uh, here's a recommendation for folks. BartTorvik.com has some wonderful advanced stats. He's kind of like uh, the new Ken Pomeroy for mm -hmm, cooler kids mm -hmm. who are whoa yeah. more savvy. Yeah, I mean, like all love to Ken. I still look at his site all the time, but he has he has stats that I mean, you have to look into him, and it's not worth explaining. But they're these basically uh, overall rating, like comprehensive metrics, um, DBPM and OBPM, which measures offensive and defensive um, contributions. Plus minus, it stands yeah. for like plus minus, but it goes deeper than just, hey, were you on the court mm -hmm. for plus right, minus? Right, right, right. It's like very comprehensive and it looks at everything. And Matt Hurt is one of the best offensive players on our team. One of the worst defenders. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and, and what I like about the stat is it attempts to measure things beyond just like the stats like steals mm -hmm. or defensive rebounds mm -hmm. that don't really tell a complete story. And But I think it, I think it like... It captures his reason. duality. Yeah, it stands to reason, and it, it, it jives with what we see from him sometimes, like you were talking about, Ariana, where we see him in tight games with physical teams. Coach K doesn't trust him right. because he's just not there defensively. However, uh, I give this guy a lot of credit because he has shot very well under pressure. He's mm -hmm. hit some big threes. He's hitting 44% uh, of his threes right now, which is, uh, let's see. I think he's our best. It's second no, best to second Joey best. Baker. Oh, okay. No, second well, best to Vernon Carey. You're not going to count Vern. We'll, I am going to count him. You can count Vern. Vern's two for three or four for six. But yeah, Hurt, Hurt essentially is tied to Joey Baker for mm -hmm. the best three-point shooter on our team. But best or worst, 44% is it's a terrific, great. terrific percentage. And he's shoots a decent amount of volume. So we need that on our mm -hmm. team, just like we need a Joey Baker. Uh, he is, as you pointed out, a terrific post scorer. 
think Coach K's got to still keep getting him involved in there. It's yeah. not an easy puzzle to figure out mm-hmm. because you've got the best post player in the country, in my opinion, on your team. And Furtman and Carey. Yeah. So, and you don't want to relegate Matthew Hurt to backup center status, but you do want to get him in there. Um, got to find. He's got to play on the perimeter. He's got to mm-hmm. be shooting, but he does have to be inside because he's so talented there. So uh, I like Matt Hurt. I, mean, I do too. Defensively, it's always a question of if you don't have it, are you ever going to get it? Yeah. And some people do. I think the vast majority of people don't. Yeah. And, and Coach K's confidence, as we've said so much that we're like broken records, his confidence is with defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Jordan Goldwire get 30 minutes against you know Virginia Tech for obvious reasons. It wasn't because he was going to score a lot of points. Even though he did. He, did lock, he eventually he did, got 10 points. But weird. that's not why he was in there. So anyway... Hurt, I like. Uh, I really like watching him play. I yeah. like watching skilled players play. Yeah. He's really good uh, in that sense, and uh, I just hope he keeps developing because we're certainly going to need him. So, uh, yeah, thumbs up. Solid. All right, let me. Pick all right, who- Shane, who's next? Yeah, yeah. Let me because we were just talking about him, um, and I think we're all going to agree. Let's get on the same page, Joey Baker. Yes, Joey. Joey. <laughs> You take it. What do you think? So for me, I would give Joey a thumbs up. Uh, I think he doesn't get as much playing time as he might deserve. I think he like he's been a great six man for us, like putting him in off the bench to give our team a spark and kind of uplift us. Even in games where we like struggled, he's tried to kind of get us back on board. Um, so like looking at the Stephen F. Austin game, right, where you know he gets that floor slap on defense to like try and get our intensity back up because he felt like it was slacking. Yeah. Um, and he's had games where like from three, he's hit some really really important shots to kind of reestablish our like balance in the lead or like really kind of you know extend um and i i do i don't understand why he doesn't get consistently a lot of playing time because i think when we do put him on the court and do use him he really is a boon and an uplift for our team that we like need both in terms of just like energy on the court but also in the way that he supports his teammates um so i i give joey a thumbs up i'm a fan uh, thumbs middle for me. Mm. See, you're using it. You're Jesus. using the thumbs middle, the neutral well, once it, thumb. Once it was despicable. once it was opened. What a despicable <laughs> use of it. Though. Uh, so uh, why do you hate Joey? No, Aaron? no. <laughs> uh, I had a Joey Baker moment. Did you? Did you all? You didn't get my texts. No, I, was, I did. I oh, did. I just want you to share. <laughs> I I I am aware. I don't know. I don't know if I got this one. I want to hear this. Uh, at a local eatery, mm-hmm. um, I encountered Joey Baker. Mm. The yep. one, the only. Yeah. Which He's, eatery? Uh, I can't say that on the air. People <laughs> sure people will flock to yeah, it in exactly. hopes of seeing him. They'll want to know. <laughs> Zion goes to cookout, we know, right? Yeah, have have seen him. Have okay. seen him there. Of course, he lives in New Orleans now, yeah, so, so I don't he's know probably not. It's, yeah. it's quite the journey. Yep. <laughs> uh, he was wearing moccasins. <laughs> His teeth are excellent. <laughs> uh, he ordered a cookie mm. and a cup of coffee, what mm-hmm. appeared to be a cup of coffee. I, In uh, times of stress, I too have had that exact same order. Sure. Wait, sure. Was this at Cookies and Coffees? I can't say. <laughs> okay. I can't say. Just the order made me not think a, of it. Not until they sponsor the podcast. Okay. Mm. How will uh, they know the sponsor? And coffees, we don't say. And cookies, come and eat Joey Baker's here. They sponsors now. Great, great. I'm glad they got that ad time. Uh, so, 
Joey Baker is a, uh, I agree, a great offensive spark. Um, okay. uh, he is a poor defender, uh, a worse defender than than Matt Hurt. Not using your advanced uh, statistical methods. Yep, just the uh, eye test. Just the eye test. All right. Um, and his propensity for dumb fouling mm, is uh, uh, problematic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's he's a, a good offensive player he you know his reports of Cassius Stanley's demise have been uh, greatly exaggerated so I don't think he's he's the new Cassius because Cassius is the remains the original Cassius remains Cassius uh, so uh, I, I think he definitely is going to have have utility going forward but I'm uh, not entirely sold hmm. um, thumbs up for Joey Baker love the man I love the energy love the clutch shooting he's had I love the fact that he's broken through the coach K blockade yeah. Which is not easy once you're on his bad side. Yeah. But that Stephen F. Austin game, he played three minutes. He had that moment, and that was the last game that he's had anything below 17. Mm-hmm. Came up huge for us uh, in the Michigan State game. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he like does well with what the good Lord has given him defensively. I think he does his best. He's not he's not like that strong or that quick. He's not naturally gonna be a good defender, but uh, I think he's like better than you'd expect. I don't. Think Aaron he's, is dying right now. <laughs> I don't think he's worse than Matthew Hurd. I just don't think that's true. I, um, I think for me, one of the things in regards to his defense is that we have so many strong defenders on this team that like we need somebody who can do offense. And for me, Joey mm-hmm. is able to do offense. Hundred percent. And and he's he's got some cojones, like yeah. the way he shoots in, in big situations. I really like him. Uh, I think he's been a valuable addition. Again, he's shooting forty-seven percent from three. Yeah. We deeply needed that this year. It's why it's why I think we're as crazy as it sounds, not necessarily a better team than last year, but a team with more potential. Because if you have we shooters have an and strong defense, mm-hmm. I, and and looking at it as so far, it looks like a down year in the NCAA. I think the ceiling's a little higher because we're not. It's not inevitable that we're going to run into a game in the tournament where we're two for sixteen and need mm-hmm. luck, and and you always end up running out of it, just like we saw against Michigan State last year. Heart. So. Yeah, are you with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't care what Aaron says. Um, so anyway, Joey uh, going out to coffees and cookies and his mm-hmm. moccasins. With um, his sparkly teeth. Yeah, I give him a thumbs up. I like I like Joey Baker. I, The teeth were just great. Do you think they're good real? Good to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's got good teeth. All right. Fair. Who are we on to next, Aaron? Oh, I get to pick? Yeah. You do. Uh, okay. Uh, no, no, Rob, no Robinson or Buckmeyer. Oh or man, forget it. No Keenan. Uh, well, Worthington hasn't played this season. Yeah, so it'd be hard. Anyway. So I can't. Um, I picked Javin Delorier. Devalier. Devalier. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right, right. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, Javin Devalier. Um, what? Why are you? Uh, why are you starting? I picked. Oh, go ahead then. Yeah. Lay it on us. He's uh, getting better. He is getting better. I don't know what happened to him at the very beginning of the season, but he's starting to play like uh, Duvalier of old, where he's he's really crashing the boards very well. Uh, he's converting on his looks around the basket. He's an energy guy. Um, his fouls have been way down uh, in I think the last three games. Uh, I definitely in the in the Michigan State and the Virginia Tech game. Uh, he looks kind of like a different guy out there. Uh, so I don't know what uh, what fire has been lit under him. He's getting a thumbs up from me uh, because I think he is back and watch him totally uh, disprove this theory in the next game. 
Um, I'll go. Yeah, I'm into him. I thought his game uh, against Michigan State was obviously fantastic. Um, I did, again, didn't see the Virginia Tech game, but you guys are saying he was fine there. He was doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, if he can avoid dumb fouls, like he is just an incredibly valuable player to us and a guy you need. Um, Yeah, I'm like, he only played 12 minutes against Virginia Tech. That's a little curious. He had four points, though, no fouls. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that he wouldn't get more PT, but yeah. maybe they felt like the matchup wasn't right for him. Virginia Tech, probably a smaller team than normal. Um, They're one, right. one of the smallest teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So probably it wasn't a matchup Coach K <clears throat> loved. Yeah, I like the way he played against Michigan State. The key for him is just playing smart. Mm-hmm. If he can play smart, he is what he is. He's like our, our Lance Thomas, Zubek, um, Plumley-ish type guy that if he's playing well can like fit a role. You don't need yep. him to score. He's probably not going to if you get him the ball. But... Uh, these are like the, the big tough dudes you need to, to win championships. Yeah. Um, Thumbs up. Yeah, I would um, I would give Jav a wavering thumbs up, leaning mm-hmm. towards thumbs up, depending on if he continues in this trajectory. Um, so as a contrast to the like fouls that he had to start the season, there were several games where he either almost fouled out or did foul out. And in the last like three games, he's had like – zero to like one foul which has been like remarkable for javin's like stats um and it does show like a growth of like being a little bit smarter on defense um and that i think is one of those things where looking at him as a senior captain like there have long been stretches where it's like you shouldn't like you shouldn't do these things at this point in time (laughs) in playing this game like there's no reason for you to be like fouling out or like committing these kind of stupid fouls that are like legit over the back like bad person you should you should know better than this and you should be setting the example for your teammates and in the last handful of games since i think since the foul the game he fouled out against georgetown he's been a little bit smarter and it's been like yeah this is why you're a captain um and so my hope is that that kind of trend continues because i think when he is doing a little bit better on defense and like not committing stupid fouls he's a little bit more settled in the way he's able to contribute to the team um all the way around in terms of like how he's communicating with his teammates um and so my hope is that this kind of trend continues and it's been a good growth. That was a good growth moment for him to kind of yeah. be like, come into that role of like, okay, I am a captain. I need to do better because my team needs me to do better. Um, so yeah, looking and he did, he had some like legit plays against like Michigan State. Say, and that, it was just game, like, yes, like, thank you, Janet. Like this is yeah, what I want to yeah, yeah, yeah. see. That game was so good that like, he played so well that game that he was getting the ball and doing spin moves. Yeah. Like, pretty inhabited his body yep and some yep. weird body switch thing and i was just thinking like i hope this isn't javin's kentucky game referencing the zion team <laughs> yeah. last year where it's like holy Peak. shit what happened <laughs> and like we just never ever see that again uh yeah because like once he's doing spin moves and like finishing with a left you're like what, what is, is yeah, who, what is, who is this finishing with a left was like that was when i was like that's vernon carey that's yeah, not javin. Like, <laughs> yeah. nope they've switched jerseys uh ariana i believe you are up all right Ooh, who do i want to talk about next We've talked about Jav. We talked about Joey, Matt. Let's talk about Trey Jones. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is going to be like 
uncontroversial to give him a thumbs up across the board. Oh, just wait. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I've already. Already, already thinking I've already of ways to it. like knock him down several pegs. Old son of a bitch, I'll give him a neutral thumb. <laughs> <laughs> just good old neutral thumb. Um, I mean, I the still podcast was going so well, and then Aaron gave Trey Jones a neutral <laughs> thumb. <laughs> And he just had to take it. <laughs> I want to make t-shirts that just have a neutral thumb on it. <laughs> Dude, basketball. Neutral thumb. Um, I mean, I love Trey Jones. Um, not, not afraid to say it. Not afraid to give him the thumbs up. I think we have seen a handful of games where he has struggled and turned over the ball a little bit more than normal and been a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's my fault, that laugh. I just dropped my mic like a flaccid <laughs> something. I don't know. Keep going, Ariana. Oh, God. If you're not going to take it seriously, <laughs> why, are, why are we even doing I'm so get, sorry. Get out. Yeah. Um, I'll give myself a neutral thumb. Yeah. Uh, thumbs down. Straight thumbs down. Um, but no, I think we've seen those games from him where he has been tired, been sluggish, made some sloppy plays. Um, but I think overall, when you look at what he has contributed to the se- to, to the team this season, um, he's had a pretty impressive body of work, both in terms of being our point guard and leading our offense, which is a big responsibility in and of itself, but also being one of our best defenders in stopping the ball and the progression of the ball to disrupt the other team's offense. But then also having to turn around and be one of our top scorers too in some games that we have played. And like, we've talked about kind of the narrative of Trey Jones has to score more. Trey Jones has to score more. It's his responsibility to kind of lead the team in that way. Um, But I feel like he's very much had to wear three different hats for this team to kind of be a leader for them. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a freshman. Um, And I think he has by and large lived up to that with the exception of like, Two games this season. All right, I'm coming at you. Go for with it. With a fact Jesus. check. First Do of it. all, Ugh. you can't wear a hat playing basketball. Two. Um, he uses I would color at me you. incorrect. Yeah, Tamir Goodman, um, who used to oh. play for Maryland, wore a yarmulke. Yeah. Man. Oh. Wow. So is that a In, hat? I don't know. It's not a hat. Okay. okay. It's, a, it's religious uh, garb as okay. the podcast Jewish representative. Um, <laughs> second, he's a sophomore. He's not a freshman anymore. I thought I said sophomore. If I said freshman, that is my show. mistake. I think Ariana knows he's a let, sophomore. Let you, the record show. You pedantic son let of a gun. Let the record show that he is actually a sophomore. If I said freshman, I meant sophomore. Of course. Having been at every Duke home yeah. game last season for his freshman year, I How think f- I know that fucking he's a sophomore. Dare you, <laughs> How dare you even question her knowledge? Good Continue. Lord. Sexist. Also, if these are the things that you're fact checking, then like I, <laughs> I feel like I stand pretty correct in my assessment of Trey Jones. But continue. This is like a Glenn Kessler fact check where it doesn't attack the meat of the issue. It's just like this one's semantic point. Fine. We are really on point Aaron's of ass clarification. Right now. Fine. I withhold the giving you, of any thumbs <laughs> to Trey Jones. I withhold my thumbs, sir. I don't appreciate what you no did, thumbs. but I, I also have to say that was a pretty un, uncalled for round of abuse on you, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, would agree. We still love you, Aaron. It's fine if you don't. Um, <laughs> can't hurt me. Uh, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Trey Jones has not yet had his revelation. The revelation that was spoken of at the beginning of this podcast, mm. where sometime in mid-January, mm-hmm. he will realize that well, he does not actually need to carry the offense. And he doesn't he yeah. doesn't have it yet. 
he has taken far too many shots uh, without being able to make those shots. So mm-hmm. 13 of 40 from three. So that's 32, 32 yeah. and a half percent. Yeah, not that's great. not great, but not terrible. It's close to I terrible. I mean, looking though. at it's our getting, other... Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. You're right, but it's not... Okay. It's not good. It's closer to terrible than it is to good. Good. Yeah. This this is more terrible. 42.4% from the field overall. Yeah. Okay? That's not great. Yep. He shoots a lot. He mm-hmm. misses a lot. Uh, he's a still a very good distributor of the basketball, but his turnover, turnover, turnovers are up. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some of this definitely attributable to the fact that he is by far our leading... Uh, minutes getter mm-hmm. um, nobody is even uh, close close i think the closest is within 10 10 minutes on average yeah every, everyone else plays between like 17 and 23 minutes and a game he's like and he's, he's 35 30, the yeah. Whole game. yeah yeah so uh, all, all that said yes he is still a good leader that we want out on the court uh, but he does need to to turn over the keys a little bit but is that his fault yeah let, let me let me let me handle this quick. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, no, no, that wasn't on you. I just think we're both brimming right now. <laughs> Very tense in this room. We both have our chance. We're not done with Aaron. No, Aaron, Aaron, your points are not necessarily terrible, and I agree with them, actually, to some extent. Not necessarily terrible. Not necessarily that's terrible. Like, that's the high praise. I do want to say, though, despite the fact that there's validity in the things you bring up, Trey Jones offensively, okay, does feel like he has to score. And Coach K obviously feels that way too. So, look, despite the fact that he's taking 16, 13, 12 field goals a game, the guy is ninth in the NCAA in assists per game. He's averaging 7.1 per assist per game. The assist-to-turnover ratio is 2, which is good by normal standards. It's especially good when he's a primary scorer. Okay, his assist-to-turnover ratio is affected by the fact that he's driving the ball a lot. He's, He's... creating shots for himself instead of just being a pure distributor just based on his like passing and like the way he dishes the ball. If he was in last year's role, for instance, his ratio would be like 3.5. So the, the assisted turnover ratio, I don't worry about at all. And second of all, the guy might be the best defender in the country. Uh, he had one bad week, the Stephen F Austin week where I'm convinced he was either tired or sick, but otherwise he has been shut down. I love watching him play. Um, he, I mean, his performance against Cassius Winston against Michigan State is is just like a perfect example of, yeah, give us your best player in a big game when Trey's healthy and ready to go, and we're not going to see him. We're not going to see him except to be made a fool of, basically. Um, and, and Trey, I just think, is an incredibly valuable player, one of the best in the country, definitely one of the best guards, if not the best guard in the country. So I, I find everything you're saying to have validity, but I also think they're quibbles in the face of the larger narrative, which is that Trey is a goddamn hero. Ariana, do you want to uh, crack back here? So <clears throat> I would largely agree with the things that, that you said. And I would go all, also come back to this that point Which of, one of us said? So Shane. Oh. Aaron, we know that I'm not agreeing with you on this. The special boy, um, <laughs> Shane <Ryan. laughs> Um, But no, I think... So I do agree with your complaints of him shooting too much and his shooting percentage is not being really good in this notion of like... Thank you for agreeing with does me he <laughs> Has he reached a point where he realizes that he doesn't have to carry the, the offense? And I don't think that's his fault. 
if your coaches are telling you that this is one of your responsibilities and you are a team player, then you are trying to fulfill that role for your team. And you are going to try to do that to the best of your abilities, which is what he's trying to do. So if that is what his coaches are telling him and he is trying to be responsive in that way, then sure, he might be able to have some pushback in that regard and try to change the way that he shows up for their offense. But particularly looking at this team where we don't have a lot of like offensive threats, like that we just trust like 100%. Like if we're, if we're talking about players on this team that you trust with the ball in their hands, 100% in difficult situations, how many players would you say you trust with the ball that way? Jordan Goldwire. (laughs) No, I think your points, I think your point's right. For me, Ariana, I've got in the half court set, I want to point out because mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of our points sure, in transition sure, are good sure, games. Sure. Half court set, I trust Trey. I trust Vernon Carey, obviously. And I trust Cassius. And Wendell Moore, I should trust, but I don't yet. Right. I don't have anyone beyond that. Right. And so we have a very limited number of people that looking at our offense in that way, we trust with the ball. And so if Trey is being told that this is one of his obligations, then he is going to play in that manner. And he's probably not going to look to realize that that is not his job because he is trying to contribute to his team in the way that wins them ball games and be a leader in that court be a leader for the team on the court in that way, which is showing up for the roles that his teammates seem to need him in. And so I think that goes like, sure, he can like try and get better at shooting, but that's, I mean, I I imagine that he practices the shots that he takes an innumerable amount of times during practice. Right. And he is, he is showing up in the best way that he knows how he's going to have games where his shooting percentage is up, his shooting percentage is low, but He's trying to incorporate this new aspect in his game because that's what's being asked of him. I do agree with Aaron that the revelation should be forthcoming. Well, it's been it's been written. Uh, I think we talked we did talk about this on our third podcast. Okay, nine podcasts ago. He has ground the tape. Yes, love it. What of, co- of course? What minute and what timestamp? I don't remember that okay. that part. Um, but we discussed that what Coach K is doing is psychologically mm-hmm. setting him up to have this revelation sometime in mid-January. Uh, <laughs> I remember that and so, so he actually is being told by his coaches that he needs to carry yeah. a greater load of the offense than he, than he needs to do. Um, it's just uh, it's disheartening to realize that um, someone as esteemed as you could lose sight of this um, <laughs> manipulation and not realize that I'm merely playing my role in the narrative awareness well no no and i'm i'm one of the haters i'm a negative voice no you're you're you have a part we all have a part to play in the inevitability of history i gotta tell you aaron i was um at the president's cup in australia this past week just coming at the ap reporter who's like straight lice always been good to me but i was coming at him every day with two to three conspiracy theories Mm. you've infected my brain Tiger Woods was the captain. At one point, I thought he was putting a player out over and over who kept losing to ruin his career because Tiger personally didn't like him. And I'm like, he is putting him out to destroy him. He's ruining his own person's confidence for the future. And I was coming out with shit like that constantly. That was only like the bare levels of it. I'm really, I'm glad that I can have that kind of influence. Yeah, I do appreciate that. I am apparently still immune. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna keep my innocence yeah. for yeah. as long as yeah. possible. You, Next time you you're walking on the street and you're like, those squirrels don't seem normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's begun. <laughs> You'll know shit has started to go haywire. Um, all right. I want to bring up now 
a young fellow called mm-hmm. Jordan Goldwire. I believe it's my turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Jordan Goldwire, who got 30 minutes of PT. Uh, let's make this one like kind of quick. I'm going to give him a neutral thumb. Um, I don't think he's as good as a perimeter defender as people give him credit for. I think he's a good pressure on ball, like full court press defender. But however, uh, he, he's filling his role nicely and he has not disappeared from the rotation as I somewhat suspected he would. In fact, not many players are disappearing. I think we might legitimately have a nine to 10 person rotation. Uh-huh. However, yeah, for sure. However, I think like, you know, he's a guy who plays hard constantly and he does bring a certain level of I think like assurance and comfort on the defensive side. He's just so such an empty chasm offensively mm. that I can't in my you know, right mind. You don't want him on the court. In a perfect world, you've got you Wendell Moore, you've got Cassius in. out there, you've got superior talents out there. And I think you will see him play less when Cassius is fully healthy, mm-hmm. which I have to assume is now. Gonna be soon, yeah. 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 Uh, so I'll give I'll give Jordan the, the middling thumb and uh yeah, leave it there. Yeah, I'd actually I'd like to race through the rest of these too. Um, uh, we had we were delayed because my daughter wouldn't go to sleep, so Aaron probably has to go home. Uh, there's soup. There's soup to be had. Yeah, I'm, I get soup I'm, tonight. I get soup. <laughs> I get soup. Oh, that's what's in the bowls. This is a callback to like podcast four. Um, oh, what are yeah, they I know. eating? Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> And so, yes. It's uh, soup. Jordan Gold. That is what Aaron is trying to Jordan, get to, people. Well done picking up on the Byzantine <laughs> fucking references operating in his brain. Because I was not there. I was These like, are the, the things that I absorb yeah. from Aaron. You yeah. absorb the conspiracy theories. I absorb the random references. That's right. That's so right. He, um, he, he does not get buckets, but I get soup. Okay. Um, yeah, middle, middle thumb. Whatever. I don't even know what we're doing anymore with this thumb business. I'd agree with the middle thumb for Jordan Goldwire. Yeah. I think he is still very much the player that Jordan Goldwire has been for Duke in years prior. Yeah. yeah. Where he is the insurance player that you put in when you're kind of running out of options and need to do something different. Well, he takes care of the ball too. He does. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go through mine and you these last two. Um, and let's all do it uh, that way. There are. Th- Four players that we've not talked about. Okay, first of all, Alex O'Connell gets a thumbs down from everyone. Yeah, thumb- yeah accurate. About it. He's done. Uh, who else is there? I, I've got Vernon and, and Vernon Cash. and Cassius. Jack White. Oh, oh yeah, Jack White. Jack. Yeah, sure. Jack White. All right, I'm going to go through all three of them. I'm going to say Jack White gets my... You know, God damn it, I'm going to give Jack White a thumbs up. I'm going to do it because we know he can't shoot. I'm not going to hold that against him. Bless his heart. I think he's like kept it kind of like intact this mm-hmm. year. He's not. It's not like this narrative of disappointment. Yep. We know what to expect, and he's hit a couple. Uh, I think he plays incredibly hard. He's a brilliant defensive player. Um, not like even that physically gifted, but so smart that he makes up for it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets my thumbs up. Cassius Stanley gets a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. He's He's been the surprise of the season. He's awesome. And Vernon Carey is one of the best players in the country, and I fucking love him. Despite certain weaknesses, yeah. the, the the tiny little hands. hands. <laughs> but yeah, hands. Um, and... Uh, Maybe like some defensive kind of like drop offs, mm-hmm. especially in the Stephen F. Austin week, just like we saw from Trey. Um, but all three of those guys get my thumbs up. Jack White may be the closest to being a question, but in the end, I, I just love how hard and, and smart he plays on defense. Yeah, I gotta agree with all those. Boom. Um, yeah, Jack White. Jack White is. Um, uh, he has been making some shots. Uh, however. I will note this other uh, uncomfortable statistic, which is that Jack White has scored only one more point than the uh, 
much maligned Jordan Goldwire. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Despite playing 54 more total minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do on offense. No, we, we he doesn't. About that. He's, he's, a, stuck. He's, he, stuck. he's stuck. He does. He can't drive. He looks yeah, he, gets, he can't shoot. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yes, uh, uh, very excited for the return of Cassius Stanley, mm-hmm. uh, the real return of Cassius Stanley, and uh, uh, Vernon Carey is just great. Um, uh, his free throw shooting has uh, improved a lot since the mm-hmm. very bad, uh, no good day against Stephen F. Austin. Uh, in fact, our entire team did not miss a free throw against Virginia yeah, Tech, uh, which was really good. Ten for ten. Um, so weirdly yeah. low amount of free throws, yeah. right? But, yeah. but at least we made them all. Yep, for sure. Also, a weirdly small number of blocks in that game. Um, Probably because they're jacking because, up perimeter shots all day. Yeah. Uh, they also they really didn't miss at the beginning, uh, and they knew that they couldn't really uh, drive the lane too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Thumbs up on all those guys. I, I think Vernon Carey's our best player. Uh, I think Cassius Stanley is definitely in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack White is a, just a key role player um, and and defensive stopper. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Thumbs up for those three across the board. Um, I don't really have anything to add in regards to like Cash and Vern. I think both of them have been like surprises uh, to me, particularly Cash because I think he is. He does things that I sometimes feel like he his size should prohibit him from doing, but he he doesn't care and he goes for it anyways. Um, and Vern's moves in the post and like his he's just very smart in how he positions himself and how he like will give the person he's defending just a little bit of enough of a nudge to get them to go the wrong way to create mm. space for himself, which is like fantastic. He's an artist down there. Yeah, my only complaint is his hands. Um, but in looking at Jack White, one of the things that I appreciate about him, and again, this kind of comes back to him being a senior and him being a captain, is one of my biggest concerns coming into the season was where we were going to have our vocal leaders from. And I feel like he very much has emerged as one of those guys. On the court, he is always talking to his teammates. He always like voices what is happening and what is going on. And one of the things that occurred, I think it it's it, it really started to show during the Stephen F. Austin game. And like Jack White's a little bit of an angry guy. (laughs) Like he's a little bit of an angry guy. And in his post game interview, one of the things he said was that I don't think we were angry enough. And like, I forget who got like hurt during that game, but he was, I think it was Trey maybe um, who got kind of hit a little bit hard. And he was like, Trey went down and like, we didn't get upset about it. And he was like, we shouldn't like, we should have gotten more mad about that, and we should have really come out angry. Um, oh, wait, hold on. We have an audio clip of that. Hold on one second. Let's, let me just play it. All right, mate. We should have gotten like angry, shouldn't we have? Nailed it. Okay. So he's one, of, he's one of our vocal leaders on the court, but nobody can understand him. Yeah. I mean, so it's like halfway there, right? Halfway there. That kind of sounded weirdly Scottish. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it was, I thought he was from Australia. Weird. Anyway. Um, uh, but no, yeah. I, I respect that he is bringing that kind of intensity and fire to this team because I think they need it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good for it to come from one of the senior guys because I think if it came from one of our younger guys, they would come across as like bratty and like people would be like, uh, eye roll. But because it's coming from one of our senior guys, who's like been through some things it carries a little bit more weight and respectability so there we have it we've gone through it we've got wofford thursday night um we're gonna get this is wednesday night we're gonna get it up soon um real quick tour around ncaa basketball virginia with another like high-flying thriller whoa is it like there we go 56 to 44 they nearly reached 60 points unbelievable 
Um, against Stony Brook. Against Stony Lord Brook. My, one of my uh, SUNY schools. Um, I was going to say this even before I saw this score. It would be make absolutely no sense, but also be perfectly in line with this college basketball season if North Carolina goes to Gonzaga and wins. And beats them. They just had a lead. They're down 20 to 19 now. Uh, eight minutes gone in the first half. I'm expecting them to actually, actually win. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Tennessee lost. Who gives a shit? Michigan State um, fighting against Northwestern mm-hmm. on the road. So, yeah, so Duke Wofford, we'll figure that out. Yeah. We're going to watch it. Ariana, you'll be there. I will And indeed. we'll come back this weekend, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll see what we can see as we continue to soldier on through this drudgery of we're not December. We're, we're not done yet because we haven't talked about the most important thing from the Virginia Tech game. Okay. Which is? My discovery of something called pop and play. <laughs> pop and play, but that's different from pop a shot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pop and play. Uh, g- Google it real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, a, yeah, you might, might maybe you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this person referenced pop and play and the neutral thumb in one thing. He's done. He's Jeffrey Very Epstein. Concerned. Folks, Very we, we got our next Epstein. <laughs> um, pop and play. Hold on. It's pop and play. Oh, like N? Like, like the letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cat toy? Uh, you guessed correct. Um, okay. Uh, I'm looking at it. It's a sort of, I'll describe it for our viewers. It's like um, a little dome with a bunch of finger holes in it. It really does look. <laughs> you can have fun with like five or six thumb, dudes. Thumb. <laughs> That's disgusting. Hey, you're the one who brought it up. Uh, pop and play. If you're listening to this podcast, please sponsor us. Um, I want all the pop and plays. They're guaranteed to last for 90 days uh, after your cat attacks it. It's, a, it's an interactive cat toy. Uh, where the uh, motorized <laughs> peekaboo play? Yeah, the, uh, you have to listen to the ad um, uh, because the woman who is the voiceover uh, actor on it is just terrifying uh, because she's always referring to the cat as Kitty. So oh Kitty's oh. gonna have an adventure. And you're like, oh, dear lord. I wonder if my boys would like <laughs> kitty, <laughs> kitty toys. My boys want a little kitty toy. Oh, my boys. Uh, so <laughs> the pop and play revolutionized both kitties and my boys. Oh, God. Ah! Oh, God. <laughs> so they, uh, it's like, uh, what is that thing? Whack-a-mole? Oh, it's yeah. like whack-a-mole okay, for I can, your I can see it has a little mouse for your cat. Pops yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. yeah. Um, so oh, no. so oh, once, once uh, pop and play sponsors this mm-hmm. podcast, my cats will be very happy. I'm supposed to talk more about the cats on this oh, podcast gotcha. okay. uh, so that we actually do get cat-related sponsors. Okay. Solid. Um, so just you know, make sure you hashtag it, cats. Yep. Uh, pop Can't and play. Hashtag. 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 We'll come at you. Hashtag <laughs> neutral thumb. We'll come at you with a jingle. Pop mm-hmm. and play. We'll write it. Uh, as you heard yeah. earlier. Brilliant. It takes take, me 10 yeah. seconds. I'll take videos of my cat playing with the pop and play. Yeah, uh, all three cats. I have mm. three cats. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I know. It's just names? getting worse for me <laughs> on this show. Uh, that's all I had to say uh, about pop and play. Uh, please sponsor us, Ariana. Any uh, parting parting thoughts here on cats or thumbs? Mm, not really. I think or I'm good. Right. I think I'm. I think I'm good. Well, we said we were going to do a short show today, and we are a minute and a half shy of one hour. So. <laughs> Perfect. So we've done. This it. is what happens when we don't see each other for a week. That's right. There's so much to cover. We were talking about um, midwifery before mm-hmm. this, and yeah. 
different philosophical things. Yes. So, all right, like I said, we'll hit you this weekend. Woo-hoo. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, all these different things you can find us. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Um, shoot us uh, a message on Twitter, whatever you want to do. And as always, go Duke. And Watch out for that Wofford game. Watch it's a out. trap. All right. I think we're going to get them. Uh, neutral thumb? Neutral thumb. Ugh.